welcome back to another edition of the Rap and Wrestle podcast. You know me, I'm Derek Gamble. You can check out Rap and Wrestle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rap and Wrestle. Uh, look us up on iTunes, YouTube, all that good stuff, all streaming platforms, at Rap and Wrestle. Today, very special day. Got a very special guest with me, someone who's extremely talented, uh, dope vibes all around her. The aura is definitely amazing around this young lady. Emily MC, what's good? Welcome to the studio. I'm so glad to have you on. DG, thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. How's everything going with you, man? Uh, I know you. It's, it's like it's busy. You, I know you keep moving. You uh, working on music, doing a lot of things. Like, like, how's everything been going for you? I know it's, it's kind of crazy right now. You know, with this whole lockdown and everything. But for you, like, how's everything going? Word, word. The lockdowns are crazy. Like with everybody going through a lot of the same things, like I definitely have my days and my dips, like drain and mental, emotional things. And like, you're just, you're doing so much, but it doesn't seem like enough. But with all that said, I feel like I worked even harder this year than I did last year on several things in my life. And that's a big blessing, especially when it comes to music and creative and yeah, we just been running and gunning. I expanded and was able to hire people to help me out, which is another yeah. big blessing, you know, to help the build. And yeah, the first album's coming up. I started working with overseas producers and they like really feeling me. And that's really exciting to be like played in different countries and hear people like talking about you in, in German yeah. and and French and you, you don't even understand it. And then you hear your name and the name of your song and it's like, oh, yeah. So, no, you know, dope. just keeping keeping perspective and, you know, trying to stay, do the at-home workouts and read up and study and, you know, keep that third eye moisturized, I mean. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I feel you on that. Um, you know, one thing I know you said, you know, uh, like kind of like adding a team around you. Um, one thing, like, I was very impressed, like the way, like, you're setting everything up, you know, getting this to happen, your PR team, like just straight up amazing, right. mad professional I was just, I was, I was truly like amazing, impressed. I love the way like everything was just set up and the way uh, everything was just handled. And I uh, just want to give a shout out to, you know, your PR for that, for sure. Yes. Shout out to Maisha, <laughs> Asante Works PR. That's what's up. I'm definitely let her know you said that. That's, that's, that's good people. Like even more important than like her just doing dope work and being such a professional, like she's mm -hmm. a good person. Like she got a good spirit, good energy. And really that's the only type of people I want to work with and be around. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I was listening to a couple of your tracks. Well, first, you know, the way we kind of got introduced to each other is like, you know, we must, we follow each other on MC, um, MC Instagram. Um, and uh, I was just, I was seeing like your music and uh, just uh, vibing out to your stuff. And I was just like, yo, this girl's like mad dope. Like I really want to get her on. Thank um, you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, um, the one song, cause it's, it's clear to relate everybody. We all, you know, we went through lockdown, we went through quarantine, uh, coronavirus is like messing everything up. Um, you know, the one song I listened to, uh, Dear Corona, um, you know, you talked about like how Corona has affected everybody, um, loss of jobs, um, you know, the timing, yeah. things in our social lives that were triggered. Um, for you personally, like for me, I would say, you know, Corona, the way it's impacted me, it's forced me to be innovative, creative, Mm -hmm. um i created this show during uh coronavirus i was working on just a strictly mm -hmm. wrestling project and then i said you know like hip-hop is a big thing to me wrestling is a big thing mm -hmm. to me they're so intertwined like it, it helped me create this and I, i'm thankful for it in that one way but for you yeah like how specifically uh has you know the lockdowns and quarantine and everything how has that benefited you Great question. How has it benefited me is it forced me out of what I knew and what I thought I needed to be doing and reminded me of what it is, like what assets I have in myself and what I need to activate, which mm -hmm. in the beginning was just devastating. I was super depressed. And that's how Dear Corona, like I even wrote the song because I was working two jobs and um work and also helping run the production studio in brooklyn and 
so I was running and gunning. I was overworking. I wasn't sleeping the best, you know, I wasn't eating the best. And um, then when I lost the jobs, it was like, damn, what's going to happen with money? And like, what's just what's going to happen? But, you know, things did have things kept happening and ways were made and, you know, budgets were, you know, squeezed to the last drop. And I started working on my music and started putting the, the pieces together for my first album and networking with more people and, and crossing paths with people who really have been low-key waiting to hear me and waiting for an artist like me. And that's been a huge blessing. So it's like the pathway that was always existing really opened up for me. And I'm very grateful for that as well, teaching me how to now really step on get on my own too as an independent artist in a in a time where like so much is fluid there's there's independent artists right now doing better than a lot of the majors you know just on how they're moving you know so it it really helped me like just move me out of the rat race into like nah you need to be in your lane because this is the time for for light workers for for builders this is the time yeah no definitely yeah i kind of um same way I got those vibes too. Just, you know, you at first you're just like, you know, you're scared, but it's like, you just get those juices flowing, man. It gave us a lot of time. That's what I'm, I'm appreciative of the time yes. most of yes. all, because what is the number one thing we complain about? We don't got time to do stuff. Exactly. We don't got time for nothing. But hey, everybody, we, we all got those two months or whatever it was to just sit at home and just think of things to do to make yourself better. And I'm glad to see yeah. people like you that came out on top and, you know, d- use that time to their advantage for sure. Um, you know, uh, the other songs uh, that I heard from you are uh, My Life, which I love, um, Nitty Gritty, which I love as well too, um, that you're on. Um, both of those, I feel like you're going to take this as a compliment. Your vibe that I get when you rap, I get like a mixture of Queen, La- Queen Latifah and like MC Light. That's what I get when I when I hear you I hear you rap. Those two like intertwine. If they if they had a kid, that would be you to, to, to me. There's nothing bad about that. I received that. Definitely. I received that. I can't wait because when I tell you like the list of names people always hitting me with, like mm-hmm. I can't complain about nothing, man. And then but what I, I just smile on the inside because I know like when my album drops. I'm I'm going so like I'm twisting that so far on its head like uh-huh. that people are gonna be like, but I thought she was doing the Queen Latifah thing, but like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's but it's still dope as fuck. So I, I'm so happy that I could be laying that foundation down as like solid bars, solid stories, solid delivery. Like yeah. we're doing what we're supposed to be doing with these songs, you know what I'm saying? But but we're also elevating it to another level and like giving some people giving people something new like with hip-hop and with artistry in general because like come on hip-hop is not even that old but we've already started repeating ourselves in a lot i mean we can relate that to wrestling in a lot of ways too um but you know when something fresh comes on the scene it's not even just about that person it's about like giving our lives something fresh that we need so that's what i'm really working on energy wise yeah, definitely. Now, you know, as humans in general, we just love, we have to label things. We got to categorize everything. That's just what we do as humans. So for for you, what what do you consider like your genre? I mean, because I don't, I don't know if I consider you just like, you know, clear cut, just hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, there's, there's vibes of different genres just put, in, put together. Like, what do you consider like your genre to be? Or do you even have a genre? How about that? I wish I would have memorized that shit that I told somebody. I told somebody some crazy shit. Um, I consider it. Um, I definitely have boom bap and hip hop as the foundation. Like at the core, I started out as a writer, as a poet, and and just you know drums and drums and vocals. That's where it all stemmed from. So that's definitely at the foundation. However, yeah, it gets into like hip-hop soul and then it gets into like afro-futuristic you know militant uh lyricism type of things and then mm-hmm. i'm messing with some african rhythm so it's afro beat but it's a little more tribal and then it's you know reggae and dance hall but it's 
still got an earthy thing about it. And then um, I love R&B. I grew up on a lot of R&B and soul music. So that gets into it. So I don't know, bro. It's uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come up with a new name. You know, I'm gonna I'm just be on Mad Playlist, which I don't have a problem with. But uh, yeah, even on the album, it's like Mad Spread. Go ahead. Definitely no. You get you gotta you gotta start your own lane. Um, I definitely appreciate that. Not and, and you know, I love when you say like stuff like that when it's like you know I just gotta create my own thing because that means you're being true to yourself. So mm. I, I like that. Like you're not trying to fall into like hey this is what I am. I really I like that about you and I lo I love you could definitely sense the vibes off of people when they're just being true to who they are. They're not trying to be something that they're not. And that's when things work for people the most. And like, mm. that's when it starts to hit when that, that that's what mm. you can tell, like that music, it just talks to your soul because you know, I that person that. Is, is being true to themselves for sure. I received that DG. Thank you. That was a bless. <laughs> that was, you blessed my heart with that. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Big, big facts. Um, so let's say like, you know, little girl from Uganda, what makes you want to get into music and you know try to make this a career what 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 is it for you yo it's so hilarious to think of myself as a little girl i was first of all i left uganda when i was two years old so i was mm -hmm. a little girl yeah. didn't know nothing about no hip-hop no hip-hop was played in my house nobody did didn't have a dj nothing no no sniff of it but then we touched down in new york city the first mm -hmm. place I step off, we step off the plane, we step off whatever, however we got to, to the neighborhood we got to, and we step into Harlem in yeah. early 90s. Yeah. Early 90s Harlem. There's graffiti everywhere. It's people all over the street. It's boom boxes. It's ciphers on every other corner. It's, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, and, and all types of music too, because, you know, the whole melting pot thing. So all types of cultural things are, are coming at you. And then radio, like the way radio was super important, like radio is a blast. And then um, it just, it was like my version of, like my version of Disney World is like, you know, street crime, hip hop, graffiti everywhere. And like little latchkey kids watching Disney movies in the house. And I was just amazed at, the energy. I couldn't put a finger on it, but I was really taken by the energy. Um, so I just kept a notebook with me all the time. And just, I was always doing something, grabbing a bunch of stuff and trying to, I call them, what do I call them? Inventions. I would tell my mom, I'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm trying to invent something. Um, but it wasn't until I was in elementary school and I was with a group of guys and they they were like, we, we were all like a little crew and then they started doing ciphers out of nowhere. And yeah. I saw this one day and I was like, yo, what are they doing? And then I kind of like made my way through and I was like, oh shit, they, they do, I didn't know what to call it, but I was like, they are doing this right now. This yeah. is happening. And yeah. then I was like, yo, I could do this. Yo, yo, just jump in. And I jumped in and like two bars and everybody was like oh and i was like addicted i was addicted yeah. from then on and then they were like yo because there was no other girls at the time where i was there was no other girls doing that and then um that wanted to continue doing it and doing it at a level where now we're meeting up during school and after school to write rhymes you know like that was a new thing so i just fell in love with it and and the whole construct your world energy of hip-hop i love that so yeah definitely um who would you say like during that time when you were younger like who do you think like you drew influence from or like who were some of those artists that you were listening to that you know that you were that you were vibing to that helped create who you are today hmm let's see um let's see let's see let's see uh I, the first thing that popped into my head was the DMX, Jay-Z, that came a little later, but the DMX, Jay-Z, like, it was never an official feud, but the fact that those two were going back and forth and having ciphers while having, like, massive hits and massive yeah. followings and just the raw energy around them, I was super inspired by that. Um, Rakim, because I remember that, that was when, um, 
Rap City, BET's Rap City was still on TV yeah. and I could catch a little whiff of that. So I remember like Rakim videos coming on and I didn't really know who he was. I was like, I was a little, a little too young to catch his like prime prime, but mm-hmm. um, like the lyrics as a poet, I was just like, damn, yo, this, yo, this guy's a writer. Like he's a, a very scientific and, and heartfelt writer. And I really appreciated that. Uh, Battle Rappers, definitely um, on the street in Harlem, especially the actual place where the the original Smack DVDs that used to be, and now, and now they weren't even DVDs, they were tapes, I think. Um, but whatever Smack was coming out with back like in the day, back in the day, we're like, we're like 15, back in the day, um, they were doing, they were filming them in some of the like local shops in Harlem. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I will be walking by these places, not even knowing that it was happening, or I would see them being sold and stuff. And then that's what kind of hit. Like I was like basically just hooked by the air of like, yo, battle rap is going on. And now that, that whole world is like super crazy to me. I haven't dived into it yet. I wouldn't mind diving into it. I actually got offers to do it. I just never did it. But um, battle rap had a huge, huge impact on me as far as like, okay, you're poetic with it, but you know, let's turn that aggressive notch up and, Mm -hmm. you know, see what you could do in real time and like take the creativity and spin it on his head and like, you know what I'm saying? Be a weapon, use it as a weapon. Like uh, just Volga, I thought that shit was amazing. So yeah, that, um, Oh, this is so many, bro. I'm, I'm like, I soak in so much. Even on, even still to this day, every day I'm googling something about something. I'm reading blogs and articles, and like, I'm just that kind of kid. So yeah, I hope I, I did justice to them. I didn't say any women, did I? Damn, I did not. Who the women? You got, you got rep for the women. Who who the women? Thank you, thank you. Um, of course, Lauren Hill. I just posted something yeah. with the Lauren Hill quote. Of course, Lauren Hill, but and the Fuji's really because at the time it was Fuji. So, um, she was just coming through. She was cutting through so clear mm-hmm. with what she was doing. Um, and she was spitting like before yeah. her first album came out. She was really spitting. And when she would do live shows, she was like doing the shit live. And I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Um, I actually really loved Lady of Rage. I don't give her enough credit. But she had a like real funky style, just like Snoop, but she actually was spitting rhymes. And I believe she was from Virginia or I can't remember which one, but I think she's from the East Coast originally. So um, not to say that people, only people on the East Coast are lyrical because there's actually tons of lyrical people on the West Coast. And I can move that into um, Yo-Yo, really appreciated everything mm-hmm. she stood for. She was the perfect like hood girl ghetto chic with intelligence and like not like I'm a I'm a woman I'm a real woman I'm queen about it and, and, and I'm gonna I'm be heard and listened to and then just like you said MC Light and then um the women on the the women on the battle scene uh Roxanne Shante uh of course when it got when it like came on the scene yo I was such a Remy head and, yeah. and I didn't need you couldn't have told me she was gonna get locked up and not being around I, yo I was ready for Remy to take on the world like just so what she was doing in the streets like mm-hmm. yo she had it when Nikki came on the scene smashed it like it's just a shame the only shame is that nobody else was out like it's yeah. beautiful to see like for me I feel like it's beautiful to see how Nikki like took that lane and ran with it um because I really appreciate Kim and what she did and Foxy Foxy with the bars Foxy um but like I just wish more women were out when Nikki was out so we could you know it would be a strong front like yeah, of, yeah. of the women in hip-hop but yeah yeah no that, that definitely you know um something funny about um Foxy Brown um Foxy Brown was actually a, um, a cousin to a friend of mine when I was in elementary. So when oh, I graduated right. from when I graduated from eighth grade, I graduated from middle school, going into high school. Foxy Brown was at our uh, middle school graduation. <laughs> so, oh my god! And this yeah. is like what? When did I? I, I graduated like I graduated like two thousand one from eighth grade. So. This is like, you know, dope. You're like, yo, Foxy Brown. Like, that's that's crazy. So I always think that's about that. Cute. Yeah, Foxy was, Foxy was always, always dope. Um, you Did said, she look uh, regular or was she yeah. like? Yeah, no, no, no. She was good. She was good. She was still Foxy. 
She pulled up in, oh. in a Mercedes, hopped out of the back of a Mercedes. <laughs> okay, okay. With a green no, pink purple fur. Yeah. yeah she, she started. She was starting. Um, that, definitely. That, that was big. I, I always love Foxy. Um, you were talking about uh, battle rap. Do you do you still keep up with it? Like, do you still you still get to watch it from time to time? Not up to date as they drop, but I'm yeah. still checking in and I'm doing a lot of catching up on oldies from favorites that I didn't get to watch. But yeah, I, I'm still into it. Yeah, no battle rap. Um, I kind of like I I kind of got my. I think that that's probably what kind of helped me push this too. Is that Interesting. quarantine? Um. Like the first thing I did when we were staying at home, like I binged like battle rap. I'm talking about like okay. everything URL. I learned yo. like all the new dudes that are out and everything. And I'm like, yo, it's just I I just I got that. You forget like how great it is and the creativity they have to put into it. Like it's yes. it's, it's literally and just how I have my love for wrestling, it's literally the same thing. It's it, creating the stories doing promos for these battles yes. um, and then having to perform too when when it's time to perform like you know making sure you don't choke making sure you remember everything that you you know you did with the pen so that's kind of one of the yes. things that helped me help me a lot so i know you're talking about smack smack has um volume six i want to say it's next week i, I think it's already the 12th it's december 12th wow so, Okay, you're gonna so, like, put me on to mass stuff when we're done with this. Yeah, yeah that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to catch up. I got you. That's some, fire. It's, it's, some, it's some dudes that are definitely spitting for sure. Um, so for you, what's what's your creative process like? Whether it's like you know you're you decide like I'm making a beat, I'm making a song. Like, what is it for you? Do do is it just like hey, you know what? I just want to make a song today. So let me just write something down and make a song. Or is it like something's going on you're feeling something there's some type of energy how is that specifically for you usually if it's me creating something for me i see it first i usually see a vision of something mm -hmm. and i'm like mm, that's a strong idea i better remember that and let's hope i write it down or jot it down um or i hear something um either way it I have a mental image of my head of like, in the end, I, this is what I'm seeing. If it makes sense, like I see the feelings. Yeah. I don't know if I'm starting to get too artsy now, but I, I always get a visual in my mind of something. And um, in terms of, if it's other people, uh, I always ask them like, oh, do you have a concept or um, is there, a, you know, a feeling or what's your intention with the song? And then I try to go from there. But a lot of times, especially lately, I've been surprised. People have just been like, nope, just do you? And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but either way, from then, I still construct, like even with Nitty Gritty, that's just a song of just straight bars. I still construct for myself what the story is for those bars, even if it's just me rattling them off. Um, and like you seen when I made the visual for Nitty Gritty, it was all women in wrestling. And that's kind of yeah. how I went about it. It was like, it was, it was just me walking to the ring, getting ready to, you know, do some dirty work, um, but lyrically. So yeah. yeah. And then when it comes to the actual writing of the song um, or video because I edit I, I direct and edit as well so even maybe I'm I'm doing a visual or making some media either way I'm will likely be sitting at my notebook and just do a word bank and just just vomit on the page word vomit everything that comes up themes colors phrases everything that comes out and then just let that sit and then either I start writing lyrics from there, sometimes the lyrics will just start becoming from there, or I go and do some research on some of the things that I put down and, and start constructing the big, like a wrestling match, the big bullet yeah. points, beginning, middle, end, and then just fill in the rest. That's dope, that's definitely dope. Um, it's so crazy how, how intertwined both worlds are. Um, like you yes. said with Nitty, Nitty Gritty, when you dropped the visual for that on uh, Instagram, uh, that was like pretty dope with all the women wrestlers and uh, the music in the background. I definitely like that a lot. And, you know, I always think of it like this um, wrestling and hip hop the same way. Like it was a huge turn for women in both of them. 
you know yes. what I mean? like yes. for, like it, it's yes. so it's so it's so crazy you think about it because it's like there's especially in wrestling like there's women that are main event in shows like that never happened until right. like you know recently to the women's show like yo we're just as good if not better than these right. men and it's the and same and they dead ass are yeah it's not facts. even like it's charity it's like <laughs> yo you you're often more entertained more wow not to there's a there's a ton of really dope male masculine talent but yeah. yo you're really watching these women handle these matches and they're telling stories in the ring they got fire ass entrances they got fire ass finishers they're yep. technicians or they're high flyers or their gear is fire or they can talk if they can't talk they got something else about them or like or you mm -hmm. could tell that they really trained like they really want to be there and it's just like wow you know what i'm saying like we we waited a long time for this you know yeah no it's, it's definitely it's it's true man and um just the the talent is like just amazing it's uh it's crazy um my favorite wrestler for uh women my favorite woman's wrestler is oscar i okay. love oscar man yes yeah oscar is so lit man <laughs> yeah she that Yo. you don't even know what she's saying you don't know what she's saying but she's so lit <laughs> I love I love her to death. Yo, um, I love Asuka. Who who just I say? wanted to who, be here for Halloween, Loki. Yo, that would have been dope. That would have been dope. I who who like who would you say is your uh, your favorite woman wrestler? I gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. I mean, I don't know. Give me all right. Who who your favorites? I'll put an S on it. Who your favorites? In active now. Hey, whenever any anybody that you know that that draw to you, who who do you think? Yo, I'm man. Listen, okay, definitely Oscar. Um, Bianca Belair, Beast. Yeah. yeah. Rhea Ripley, Beast. Mm -hmm. Um, I I'm so happy she's back. Ember Moon, love Ember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome Kong. Wish Fire. I just. Honest, I wish we could see so much more from her. Awesome Kong. Um, who's um Thunder Rosa? What? Yes. She is, yo, she she's like when I look at her, and I've only seen a few matches so far, but when I look at her, you could tell like she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. Like this is this is her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You could tell that whoever she was training with recognized that she low-key is like a wrestling prodigy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It just comes so natural the way she moves in the ring, her timing. She's making other people look really good, and it's it's mm. actually it makes you and not to shit on nobody, but it makes you it makes other people look really shitty. Like she's so good, you're like, yeah. damn. Now I see what's wrong with such and such. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is what they not doing. Um. So yeah, Thunder Rosa. Um. I was a huge China fan. Yeah. Uh, attitude era. I just thought everything was amazing, so amazing about her. That w and this stems, you know, this stems off the like, like I showed in the video, the Wendy Richters and the, you know, the women mm -hmm. who were really doing it back then, but like actually wrestling and making it not no shade, you know, really wrestling, wrestling. And I was called, hey, you're in there wrestling, wrestling. So my <laughs> inside joke, I did an open mic one time, and of course I get up there and I'm like, you know rap 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 it a rap the rap rap and everybody else was doing like trap and like very lighthearted things not to say mm -hmm. you know, they're mutually um intertwined but and then i got off my set and everybody was like yo and like there was some people clapped and everything like that but everybody was like yo damn and then the guy the announcer the host came on stage and he was like damn she rapping rapping yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so now whenever I'm watching wrestling and I'm, especially when I'm with my partner and, and people are in there like really locking up and doing mm -hmm. you know holds and counter holds and you know what I'm saying and really getting into it I'm like damn they wrestling wrestling <laughs> you know yeah facts so a lot of these <laughs> when I look the a lot of my favorite I'm like yo damn she wrestling wrestling um so yeah that's that oh Shayna Shayna Baszler oh yeah I feel like she's the female not to say everybody has to be a counterpart, but I feel like she's the female version of um, Pete Dunne. That's, oh, that's how I dope. see it. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Delay and stuff. Um, and just very hard nose, and I'm really happy that, that she finally got a belt damn, uh, on the main roster and mm -hmm. that she gets more action. Um, 
Yeah, we could be here all day, bro. So just just stop me at any time. You got it. You got to say the whole the whole roster, the whole roster. <laughs> right, right. No, not everybody, not everybody, not everybody. But no, yeah. But, but yeah, so much, so much dope talent. Um, Io Shirai is so amazing. What? I can't wait yeah, to see she, more of what she does. She's fire. She's dope. I, I really love seeing her and um, what's the name? Um, in NXT, I can't wait to to see more of him too. Um, big tall rock star. Used uh, to be named Rodriguez, uh, Punishment something. Damian Priest. Damian Priest, Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> Call yeah. him Poppy. Poppy yeah. from the from down the block. Um, when they kind of made them partner up and were doing this like rock stars of NXT thing, it was super quick. But I was like, yo, I, I can really get used to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love yo. He is a star, and it's it's so nice to see like stars again you know i feel like we was missing a little bit of that coming out of the last era because we got so many like regular people just wrestling not that there's anything wrong with that but it's just a thing about like that's what made wrestling so special in the first place was the star power of it all on top of it being like actual uh, actual sport you know what i'm saying it was the star power so appreciate that yeah definitely um all right, when you dropped that visual for uh, Nitty Gritty on Instagram, you, you wrote, what should your wrestling name be? So I don't know if you thought about this, but if you had to settle, like, what what would, what would you think your wrestling name would be? You still Man, I need my audience to step up. They keep giving me these names. They're like, Medusa. I'm like, come on, guys. We could do Medusa. better than this. <laughs> come on, come on. I appreciate y'all, but come on. Um... You know, it's crazy because at first, um, when I thought I have this running joke about I'm going to wrestling school and it's not going to be a joke no more. It's going to happen one day, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first was like, nah, I, nah, I could really do it. And you know what I would do? I would do, I was going to do a gimmick off of me being from Uganda uh-huh. and the like a lot of people when they meet me and they find out I'm from Uganda, the first thing they always say is Idi Amin, right? Which is yeah. like horrible <laughs> because for those who don't know, Idi Amin was like a very uh, historic but very ruthless uh, leader, some will call say dictator at, at a time and very yeah. violent, super, super violent. A lot of blood was shed during his reign. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a great time in the country's history. So it's a little bit of a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know, the way the way sensitive topics so-called are handling wrestling as we've had, like, you know, the whole Russian, like, Cold War thing in the 80s. And, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, what if I would be like Idi Amina? And it was like, I was the daughter of the ruthless dictator. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in this country and I have all this, you know what I'm saying? This big chip on my shoulder and I'm, I'm, I'm dark skinned and I won't be denied. And, you know, this whole yeah. thing. And I'm, So I had that. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? Before I go spreading that around, let me go check how they feel. You know, how people in the country would feel about that. And, um, you know, specifically my father. I was like, yo, let me ask my father what he thinks about that. And, Cause in my family, we've had a lot of violent things happen. So I was like, you know, let me not be like, you know, just out here wilding just, just for a character, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but, um, but it's so, yeah. So there was that I'm still, I haven't, I haven't had it nailed down, bro. I'm still fishing, you know, and, and this has to happen because between you and me, uh, I'm, I'm not going, I haven't told everybody this. But um, me, me being where I am now, as I told you, I have temporarily nef- left New York and I'm on the hunt right now for uh, wrestling schools um, to film an upcoming video. So oh, I'm going nice. to be, yeah, I'm going to be in the ring, you know, working some things out and I got to have a name. By the time I come out with that, I got to have a name. So maybe you can you help me out. That. Maybe your viewers in the comments, maybe y'all can help me out. You know what I'm saying? Give me some, you know, I gave y'all a bunch of things. I'm militant. I'm soulful. The hip hop thing. I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, the natural hair. Uh, you know, give me, oh, that reminds me, Naomi. I didn't shout out Naomi. Naomi, yeah. hashtag Naomi deserves better. Like, super, super true. She super does. 
But um, yeah, I don't want a regular name. I want like you know what I'm saying. We, we just celebrated the Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 have high standards out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Let's <laughs> have characters again. You know what I mean? My yeah. my rap name is Emily, so we gotta you know we gotta give me you know give me another shade. You know. Gotcha. All right. Hopefully, hopefully the you know people can get that out for you and they can help you out with that for sure. Um, let's see. Do you do you consider yourself? You know, this is this is for me. This is a this is a weird word, a weird adjective. Um, okay. Do you consider yourself a role model to continue the trend of, you know, women going higher, succeeding more, especially as a black woman, going farther, succeeding more? For me, role model is like it's such a tough word. I feel like anybody could probably be a role model to you. You know, there's people who who look at me and this as a role model, and I'm just like, right. you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm like I'm a normal person. I'm a role model to my kids. I would say that. You know what oh. I mean? I try to show them. I try to show them what's right. But do you consider yourself a role model, and um, do you feel a responsibility of having to continue that trend of you know making women better than you know what they previously are? Mm-hmm. I feel that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sorry. <laughs> um, I feel like it really doesn't matter whether you consider yourself one or not. Uh-huh. As soon as you're in a position of being greater in life than where you were, you are. Like the minute sure. you're at a level above a bunch of other people, um, just by being farther along in your journey, you you are automatically an example in life. It doesn't mean all eyes are on you. It doesn't mean you have to go sign up in the Big Brother, Big Sister program. That's not what it means. But you can't deny the fact that people are looking at you. Kids are looking at you. Other women or other men or other young people are looking at you, um, be they from your neighborhood or from completely other neighborhoods. It's, It's people who are very well off, rich, educated, really don't need anything in life that are looking up to us because we're pursuing our sole purpose and our spirit mission and we're actually you know using our gifts which is a very vulnerable thing you got to be very brave to put yourself out there creatively and express what's on your heart and mind it's a very brave thing that everybody doesn't do in life some people go their entire lives without doing that so um as far as women um, in general, especially with something like hip hop, where we're talking about we're not even 50 years old as a culture and we've influenced the entire world. And yeah. the way that we've been able to continue is by continuously evolving. So I feel like with all the things that were done before us in hip hop and also before us, all the things that made up all the elements of hip hop, who am I to come along and not evolve it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me personally, that's how I feel. I feel like I, if I'm here and I'm rhyming, I got to be rhyming to the best of my ability or to the truest of my expression. This is what I'm really here to rap about and who I really am or who I really want to put forward and be super creative and be, you know, really do it. Because, you know, if I go half ass, you know, what am I saying about how I feel about this culture, about the opportunity yeah. to participate in it? That's how mm-hmm. I feel. So by default, I feel that, hell yeah, I'm whatever I do, you know, like Nipsey Hussle say, you drop a rope, like whatever doors open up for me, that's doors open enough for everybody coming after me, you know, whether right. I plan like that or not. And I'm personally, I'm not the type of person to um, want to keep people disconnected and cut off. I don't, I feel like that we don't prosper like that as a whole. So yeah, I'm all about construction. Yeah, that. Uh, you just you just talked to my soul on that one, man. That, 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 that was a great answer. I, I love that answer for sure. I never thought about it like that, but I definitely that that was a, definitely a good answer. Um, so let's say you know, like we're we're comparing wrestling, we're comparing uh, hip hop. So in, yeah. in in the wrestling world, we've seen that you know things have changed like tremendously. So now I feel like people aren't necessarily uh it's not necessarily their goal to get signed by wwe to go to you know the big the big companies uh you know there's other options out there 
where you still could, you know, technically be with somebody and still be independent and, you know, do what you want. Um, and hip hop as well. You kind of see that trend as well. I feel like so true. Pe people aren't really looking at like, hey, I got assigned to a label to, you know, make it or be big. Like there's a lot of independent artists out there that, you know, they're using the internet. They're using that, that social media, free advertising, all that to build their brand. Um, for you, is it a goal for you to be like, hey, I have to be signed to a label or is it just, you know, you're just doing your thing and you're just, you know, working on, you know, being an independent artist? My, my goal, my number one goal is to always have creative control and mm -hmm. the ability to say, no, I will not put my name and face and likeness behind that. Like the minute you can't, the minute you give that up, you, you're not you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you're basically a trademark that anybody controls. So um, independence in that in that frame of mind, that's always my number one goal. With that said, I'm really I've always been attracted to entrepreneurship, commerce. Capitalism doesn't work as a straight, fluid, center, be all, end all. But as far as commerce and um, establishments and small businesses becoming big businesses and you know the, the 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 fact that anybody can start something and become you know something greater and employ other people I love that I love that idea so for yeah. me I love the I love the Nipsey Hustle model to say his name once again rest rest in love um I love the Nipsey Hustle model of things where you maximize your value and your output and your creativity as an independent artist and build yourself to the point where you are now valuable as a partner to labels. Now you're not signing ownership. You're not signing away any ownership. Um, you're not signing it away any control. You're actually signing partnership deals with these big, yeah. you know, the big labels that's something i do like i i definitely welcome in my experience like to be a partner with the big labels and big corporates i have no problem with that because if if we can do things to scale that i can't do by myself that are you know forthright and true and accurate and about the build mm -hmm. you know in mm -hmm. sense i have no problem partnering um you know or being in conjunction with a big label absolutely not but you, but i'm gonna be me and we're going to do the right things. We're going to do good business, you know, fair contracts. And, um, you know what I'm saying? You know, just do it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely a, definitely a good mindset to have, uh, you know, going into something you want to be your career for sure. Um, if you weren't making music, what would you be doing? I guess we'd I have to mix out all the creative stuff because I'd be filming, editing. Um, consulting people creatively being uh -huh. a songwriter but if i wasn't doing nothing a visual artist you know um if i wasn't doing nothing like in the creative realm yeah i would have likely been an athlete we can we should take out dancer too because i was on a, a dance path when i was younger but yo i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if i would have ended up a wrestler because yo when i say yeah. i was a fan like so I was I was just watching Survivor Series from last um, from last year before we got on, and mm -hmm. then I was thinking about um, I was like, damn, what if he asked me what my favorite Undertaker match is? Should I better do some research real quick? <laughs> but when I was looking those up, I started really thinking about like where I was in those times and like how deep I was in it. And I thought mm -hmm. about the Undertaker and Mankind Hell in a Cell match, which was like super eye opening for me. But around that time, it's like Mick Foley was dropping books. I was buying the books and I was reading, and I was, I had to be in like sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? I got, I'm supposed to be doing homework and stuff like that. I'm reading wrestling books. Oh, I have man. like a life-size China calendar in my, in my room. Like I'm begging my father to take us to the WWF restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Where mm -hmm. I did actually meet Shawn Michaels, and that was a highlight of my life right there. He was actually very nice. Um, but yeah, I was so into wrestling. I played football, tackle football when I was younger, and then I coached oh, it for a little while. 
Yeah, um, I, I dabbled in boxing for a while. I almost wanted to go that route professionally, but I at the time I had dropped out of school and they wasn't trying to rock with that. And I see the wisdom and I appreciate that because my life would have been completely different. So yeah, I might've been an athlete. I would have gone into very intellectual stuff. I probably would have been a writer writing about culture and life and I'm just, I do a lot of homework on life and the human experience. So probably that. Dope, dope. Oh man, that would have been, that would have been interesting to see, man. I can only imagine. I still would have had you on the show. See, you would have been a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> I still right. would have been talking to right. you. <laughs> still a lot of um, life to live, DG. I'll be back. Facts, big facts on that. Um, okay, so in a world that's, you know, we go, we keep comparing wrestling, we keep comparing hip hop. In a world that's saturated, saturated with so many people in it. So there's so many wrestlers out there. There's so many artists out there. There's new ones being created today. There's some people that need to give it up (laughs) that have been doing this since elementary that need to stop, (laughs) but they won't. (laughs) So um, how do you personally separate yourself from the pack and stand out creatively? Yeah. It's interesting because I noticed that I was simultaneously my unhappiest and also not standing out when I was trying to do what everybody was doing and just trying to become another artist who was dope in what I do, but creatively and artistically doing what I thought people wanted me to do and what oh, I look like this, so I, I I should come on the scene doing this, and trap is hot, so let's do this with the trap, and blah, 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 and um, what, what's going to help me, and what is already helping me stand out is honestly really being true to myself, and the ideas that I've always had, because I'll be honest, there's some things that I have in my head that I still haven't seen done, like there's things in hip-hop that still haven't been done, or should we say like, Um, even though there's nothing original new under the sun everything that is new and original is a composite of pieces that haven't been put together before and my life is a life of pieces that have largely never been put together before in one person you know what I'm saying so I feel like to express that through rhyme through movement through entertainment through media through sick visuals through poetry um, through character work and even down to style and, and the way we wear our hair and the things we put on walls and you know how, how we express our branding. I feel there's things that we still haven't seen that I have to give and connecting a lot of dots that we're missing and that will help us uh, right now as people and also to just feel better in our daily lives and everything we wanna do. So yeah, y'all. When you're true to yourself, like there's only one you. Yeah. you know what I'm saying that's why it works out. And also, like I'm never boring about it. I hate I hate people who are like you know conscious rap has to be like this, or you know lyrical, yeah. so it has to be super dense and you know fake woke and you know what I'm saying or street rap has to be like this or you know sexy rap has to be like this like no it doesn't it could be whatever like I have story I grew up in the streets like I have stories about adventures with street people that as a conscious rapper I'm not supposed to tell these stories but look at a look at a rapper like Kendrick we got you know we have a whole other character that came through the doors you know based on his actual life you know driven artistically imagine all girls that have grown up who are not megan's or nikki's or erica badu's or lawrence but have ill stories have ill adventures you know have ill mindsets and and imaginations i'm one of those girls you know what i'm saying so i feel like i gotta yeah no definitely i i'm definitely i feel you on that um and definitely for you man uh the future is definitely bright I uh, see a lot of great things coming your way. Um, if if fans want to keep up with you, they want to keep up with your music, any of your visuals, uh, how would they connect with you on social media? How would they follow you? All right, y'all could, these, these people who are interested in me in any form or fashion can type in Amelia is Emily. That is E-M-I-L-I-A is Emily, like Bruce Lee. 
Uh, and that is me on Instagram, on Twitter is Amelia is Emma, it's shorter, but everywhere else it's Amelia is Emily. And also my link tree is usually the link in all my bios and you click that one link and I have like a whole list. It's organized and it looks, and it looks dope. So don't worry, you won't be bombarded, but I have a whole list of things uh, from YouTube clips to, to press to see what's going on, what's going on with me and hip hop, to videos I made that I directed and edited, to features and music that's out. And also to some of the, um, you know, more artistic and creative things I've done. I started doing book reviews and, um, yeah, I started doing a bunch of things in the community and then doing spinoffs of hip hop classics and connecting with some hip hop legends and of course just spitting bars and making dope shit. So yeah, it's all there. Definitely. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, definitely make sure you give a follow, check out the music. Emma, you're a dope artist, uh, just a dope person in general, dope vibes. Um, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out, coming mm -hmm. on vibing with me giving some some good answers man i, I enjoyed this a lot man i can't wait to see what happens for you in the future and to have you back on as a guest yes definitely gonna hit you back up after i do the whole uh video shoot in the wrestling uh school joint yeah. uh, we'll see we'll see if i'm scarred up from from taking my first bumps you know what i'm saying yeah, running the road Oh my God, we gotta get some some behind the scenes footage of that too, cause I know I'm gonna look. <laughs> nah, I feel like I'm gonna kill it though. You know what I'm saying? I have an idea what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? To run the ropes and all that, and I'm I'm out rhythm. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I can't wait to hit you with that and the single that's gonna come out with that. You are gonna flip over? You like Nitty Gritty? You gonna flip over this? Cause I I weaved in the, you know, I weaved in me and Gene, CM Punk. Like nice, I did some nice. interesting things. So, dope. Definitely. That's that's definitely fire. I can't wait to see all of that um, and just to see your growth as well. Um, if anybody, for us, you want to make sure you subscribe to this page. Make sure you yes. uh, follow uh, Rap and Wrestle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, make sure you check us out iTunes. Check us out on YouTube. Okay. Uh, wherever you listen at, make sure you follow, subscribe, review, retweet, do all that good stuff. This was a great episode. It's Derek, it's Emily MC, and we are out.